Good evening, everyone. I am so excited on this super full moon to invite you all to the Manifesting with Meg conversation with extraordinary people, episode number 65. Tonight, it's time for our dreams to take flight. And I have Alyssa Carpenter. And like I said, she is going to be amazing tonight because she is the author of How to Listen and How to Be Heard, first of all, and her website, Alyssa, say it because I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> it's my <laughs> everything's not okay. It's so long. Everything's not okay, and that's okay. <laughs> okay so everything's not okay, and that's okay. You guys, April is the month of transforming dreams into reality. This is the final week of April. So rev up, go out, do things to make your dreams come true, realize everything. You are steps away from living the life of your dreams. It's transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness. That's what we're talking about, discovering bliss. It's time to manifest those dreams. Before we start, I'd love to set my intentions for the evening. This is a show based upon the Magical Guide to Bliss, 366 insights of the day that'll guide your way, certainly unlock your dream, spirit, and inner bliss. And before we start, I always say to my guests that your intention and with that, pick a number at the end of the interview. We'll ask what the number is so we can match that up and we can have some synchronicity vibes going tonight. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest tonight. How excited am I? She's featured in Forbes, NPR, ABC, Fox, CBS, and also TEDx speakers as a workplace inclusion expert with a master's in social and comparative analysis. Alyssa Carpenter is and a leader who empowers other leaders. She has incredible political strategies to communicate effectively with a diverse workplace. And we need that more now more than ever, for sure. She was a former administrator at the Wharton School and a Gallup certified strength coach. Alyssa's trained thousands of leaders and consulted with multi-billion -do multi dollar enterprises to successfully bridge communication gaps across generations, job functions, and geographies. Once again, she's also the author of one of Cosmopolitan's top nonfiction books of 2020, How to Listen and How to Be Heard, Inclusive Conversations at Work. She's the founder of what she said, Everything's Not Okay and That's Okay Consulting Firm and the creator of DE&I Intention to Action, How to Be a Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Changemaker Program. So you guys are going to get all sorts of wonderful links afterwards to get you hooked up with Alyssa. Without further ado, did I miss anything? <laughs> I think that my job, I was like, you are amazing in and of yourself. I love amazing, extraordinary people. So welcome to the show tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And you're incredible too. I love your book. I really, I genuinely, it's amazing. Well, Mutual Admiration Society, I, <laughs> anything in my life, I need to learn to listen better. And certainly if that's going to help me be heard, then amen, sister. So I'm going to take that and run with it. Um, you know, I love tonight's theme. It's time for our dreams to take flight. And since it's coming up the end of April, even better because I think that, you know, April's been a crazy, awesome month. I, I can't, April doesn't owe me anything. I mean, literally finishing things that I had started long ago. So one of these, this, this is one of the quotes that I like hold dear and near to me. It's by Henry David Thoreau. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams or her dreams and endeavors to live the life that he imagined, he will meet with success unexpected in 
common hours. How amazing is that? That just basically says, if you keep walking toward those dreams in your life and never give up, you will find that success that what other people have fallen off and said, I can't do it. The can do attitude brings you closer and closer to that readying to accomplish what it is that you set out to do. And I love this time of year because we deal with graduations, right? Everyone's getting ready to graduate. And the word graduare is to level up basically. So you're gra you're, you're moving up on your, your enlightenment chart, I would say, right? And you are turning a page to the next chapter and you know with with turning pages it feels kind of like a new beginning and kind of shiny new and you rebloom the spring season and the season of transformation is upon us even they say the pink pink full moon is all about transformation and you know even if you look out your window and you see like life starting to waken up again um like a rebirthing process that's actually coming to the fore and you know i i love that because you know, listening and then watching and being the observer is so important um, with regard to your dreams because a lot of the doing, sometimes you need to be still and just allow. So what are your thoughts on this? I just love this topic. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> no, I'm excited too. And it's so interesting that you said, even now's new beginning. So working in higher ed, I was always, and I have young kids, living in the academic calendar world. And so it was always this ending and celebration. May is always just a busy month for us as a family with birthdays and graduation parties and all that stuff. And it's just this, I don't know, like this regrouping of, okay, maybe I have these New Year's resolutions. Where am I now? What can I, what can I give? What can I, what I want for the rest of my year? It's this kind of refresh, if you will, of what's coming, what do I want and what am I hoping for? And I love, even how you mentioned this be still um, piece because I forget to do that all the time. Um, you know, like I'm always on the go, whether it's physically somewhere or in my head of <laughs> what's to come next and what's happening. And and I think in order to reach our dreams and our goals, you have to be still of what do I want? What do I want it to look like? Who can I talk to? Is it different? This has been such a crazy year and a half or more that yeah like taking advantage of these moments I think is, is just so important I absolutely agree with you and you know I love that you're so funny I love the school cycle I mean <laughs> I think I I was in um, government for almost 20 years and I was like well when do I and I and I used to train interns who were graduating from law school and high school and, and even college and I kept saying well well I want to graduate too <laughs> because right celebration ritual you know it's like a wake up you know woo, we, get to, we get to celebrate it always felt like you always get to buy a new pretty dress and then put your like gown on your cap on and you know walk the aisle or whatever that you are doing but it feels like um you, you actually have that opportunity to stand in that moment of time to take part in that ritual which i think is so important so i i love the fact that you do that and and, and mike spatola is on tonight he says can do no flinching no quitting never give up once you do you see decision-making and power to others, which essentially working with billion dollar companies, I mean, you deal with a lot of powerful personalities too, you know, and, and I'm sure they don't ever stay still and I'm sure they always are going. So just to keep them and their attention must really be a, a challenge. So, you know, let's start with your book. What was the impetus behind writing it? I, I love the title. I think it's really impactful. I think that yeah. people actually please you guys. I'm reading it myself and it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. How to listen and how to be heard. 
by Alyssa Carpenter. And I think it's really helpful in any avenue, not just work, but at home and, and with your with your friends. So please tell us the journey with regard to how you started the title and everything. Yeah, well, it was so interesting just going through the writing process. And for years, I was writing stories about experiences that I had and listening to other people's stories and experiences and just looking at the books that are offered. And like for me, there wasn't something out there that can really empower people on any level within the organization with actual strategies and tactics of what to do. Um, less hypothetical, more of these are some of the strategies that you can do to listen, to be heard, to have conversations. Yeah. So the book, and I was trying to make it, it's like 15 chapters, but they're short. So you can say, I'm fine in this area here, but I'm really struggling. How do I decide which mode of communication or which medium should I use? Let me, let me check out this chapter now and really use it as this resource or this manual, if you will, or I'm having a disagreement with somebody. What do I say and what can I do and what will that look like? Yeah. Let, let me challenge myself here. So I wanted something that wasn't just you pick up and read it and put it on your shelf and forget about it, but more of this ongoing resource that, that you can use to have conversations around. And it's been very, I love having conversations with people, one who've read the book or doing team exercises with it, because I think it, it brings out so much more um, being able to bring it to life when you're working with other people. And we do a lot of role plays or what are conversations that are happening. So it's not just the hypothetical of these are things that are happening and, and this is what we can do to change. So, you know, you have a master's in social and comparative analysis, and, and that's really I mean, it's a lot to say. And, and, and it's tell me a little bit about that, because I was really curious um, with regard to that part and how that plays into um, your your work process now? Yeah, so the degree, I have a master's degree in education. So a lot of that program was education and culture and education and society and why are people the way they are and how do they interact with one another and why do we gravitate towards certain people and how does that affect systems um, and our cultures and our society and inequity. So it really looked at things broadly, mainly from the lens and scope of education but just doing research in those different spaces and education impacts, whether people believe it or not, education impacts everything yeah. and people's access um, to education and the resources and, and how that disseminates through through our world. It's, it's really a timely conversation to have, really, because, you know, if we're, we're dealing with a lot of um, issues like these gaps in, in the world that we're always looking at because the conversation is forced to look at that because it's a time and a moment in time where we can actually pay attention and use people like you certainly, you know, with the whole component of strength finders as well. And this communication, you know, as far as fine tuning communication skills. Um, tell me with regard to your experience with like, say, People who are like, well, I don't need help communicating. I, I don't need any help from you. Why do you, why are you here? Like what, how do you deal with, with that when you come into a workplace to, you know, bring your magic and, and what happens? And there are always going to be people who think whether it's communication or something else or strength finder, or I just don't need that. And yeah. a lot of the time it's not. I'm not going to win those people over, right? So it's not no matter what I say or what I do, if you're in this mindset and this is not something that you want to participate in, um, it's so hard sometimes to win people over. And I feel like for years I was just pushing and pushing of like, I need to make this happen or I need to. But then there's 99 other people in the room who are excited to be there, who want to be there, who want to have that conversation. 
And yeah. then you see sometimes that light bulb go off of like, oh crap, I'm like the only one <laughs> super strong weld and like yeah. not in this, you know, for the rest of the team. I, you know, I think that's totally important because it's like you pay attention to the ones that want to be there, the ones that are eager to learn instead of focusing on that one outlier who's just like, you know, but it's always that squeaky wheel that gets the grease, I think a lot of times, and it's really unfortunate, but I think at least with regard um, to how to listen and how to be heard, let me ask you, what's one great tool that we can take away tonight if we're all like, okay, I wanna have better relationships, I wanna be able to communicate better. What is something that we can gain from your book that would add to that fulfilling that dream or that possibility? I think even asking basic and simple questions, whether it's with your family or your team, questions like what is the best way to communicate with you for everyday situations, for emergencies? Because there's so much missing. If I'm a text person, I'm usually gonna defer and text somebody, but if that's not how you receive messages, you're not gonna get them. And then I'm gonna keep getting frustrated because I'm gonna keep <laughs> texting you and you're gonna keep ignoring my text. Yeah. So just getting even that basis of like what that. is the best way to communicate with somebody. So you're able to kind of meet them at that level. Cause at the end of the day, a lot of this is one way communication unless the other person chooses to respond. Um, and you have to defer really to the other person's method depending on the situation. So just thinking if you're in a team and you're people are ignoring you or things aren't getting done, what is that best way to do it? And then the, the second piece to even that, communication to me and expectations and clarity and transparency all come together. So when you are That's you true. know, thinking of, if we're, if we're communicating with each other via email or whatever it is, 24 hours we have to get back to you, 48 hours, what are my working hours? What do they look like? Get get clear on the expectations and communicate that and come out with what are your values and things as a team of what you do together because I think sometimes we hold it in of like oh my god I'm so annoyed oh my goodness I'm still annoyed and you just like are you're never gonna get unannoyed at this person yeah. not doing anything wrong or they are but they don't know that they are right because you don't have these expectations you've never had these conversations so there's always this like pull and tug um, of this frustration that's happening because we're not starting that conversation. I love that. You know, so I always like always curious about the person behind the book, the person behind the, the movement. And certainly your story is incredibly interesting. You know, how you built your life to sit and inspire others. Now, why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today here? Well, obviously you're talking to me on a Zoom call, but you know, <laughs> Like, how have you showed up in this space in your life, having a TEDx under your belt, having a lot of speaking engagements, but also, you know, how you authentically show up in the world? How have you gotten on this journey to this place? It's so funny that you say authentic, because one thing that always sticks out at me is when I see people or meet a person who I've connected with on social media or read something, and the first thing they say is, you're you're the same person you are online. I'm like, well, who else would I be? You know, who else would? And it just like, I don't understand why wouldn't I be this person? So yeah. I've, I've always been this authentic person who truly, truly is trying to include people and have conversations with people. But I never thought I would write a book or have a TEDx talk. I loved working in higher ed and I worked at colleges and universities for 13 years and an administrator in, in different spaces and different um, and I, I just loved it. I love working with, with students at that stage. And 
it just came to a point where there was more and I could see more and you know starting my business more uh, as a side hustle and then turning it into kind of a full-time business was not something that I always thought that I would I do at all. So it's so interesting to see this path, but then manifesting, I want to give a TEDx talk. I want to write a book and then writing it out and then making those connections and having those conversations and just keep saying it, it wasn't a goal that I wasn't going to achieve. If that makes sense. It was, this is happening. It might not be this year or next year or in 10 years, but these are things that are happening in my life. Um, and this is what I need to do to do it. So just I love that. Keep on keeping on, I guess. <laughs> well, I do. I love that. You know, a lot of a lot of what you've done, like you know, the whole idea about having your dreams take flight. You know, and a lot of what I like to do is give the tools of extraordinary people like you, because obviously my tools might not be the only tools out in the world. Go figure, right? But you know, the reality is, is that there's so many different ideas and different ways that people actually, you know, process a lot of things. So, with regard to you, you know, you wrote a book, you did a TEDx, you. You jumped out of you know Wharton and you're now doing your own having your own business and you're you're successful at it you know can, can you give us a little uh, you know some of your tools and your guidance that'll get you from you know that, that that spark of light and the dream into the reality where you're actually looking back and look my god I did that that's awesome and I, I even think about goals of not I'm going to do this of and even saying to yourself I did this I gave a TEDx talk I wrote a book I gave this presentation or I made this amount of money or whatever that goal because I think to me it just it sinks in it's not this hypothetical and then I, I write stuff down I have sticky notes behind that I just <laughs> like uh. gravitate towards that I need this visualization because there's so many distractions and so many things that sometimes just bring self-doubt or you get sidetracked but those things just always kept me focused on this is what my end goal is and if it didn't happen right away it, it was okay it was okay this or if I you know there's so many things that I put out there that just didn't work or programs or, or things that just didn't happen and it wasn't I mean I don't necessarily think things are failures they're just ways to kind of move things but my end goal is the same just how I go about it sometimes it's different and I love that picking I myself love up the post-it notes, man. I, I have yeah. one right here that tells oh, me every yeah. day that I'm going to be an, an, a New York Times bestselling author, that this, that, and it, it really does. It, it, I mean, it feels yeah. like you've already gone there and react. So I love your post-it notes. I, I, I can only imagine yeah, the colorful ones all around <laughs> like your beautiful book, yellows and blues, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure all over the house. Um, but I think that that's a really good thing to do because you remind yourself every day of the, of the, it's like kind of like, um, when I walked the Camino, they were like these, 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 these shells, right? They have the, the different, um, the shells that you follow, the reminders that you're, you, they're still, you keep going, you keep going, you keep, like you just said, um, what, going back to, um, the vision that did you always imagine that um first of all i have to show your 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 quotes because they're amazing and i love people th the quotes that inspire people but i was like to ask you did you always imagine that this would be where you are in your life and and where do you want to take it from here definitely not um, <laughs> i definitely did not especially there's so much 
it's so funny just being, not funny being a business owner, but as a business owner and not knowing a lot about business starting out, yeah. I knew my content really well, yeah. but it's that other stuff in this learning curve, these these things that just keep throwing you in and obviously the pandemic. And it, this wasn't anything that I thought of, but if all my friends have always said, like you are the most motivated person that I've ever met. Like if I say I'm going to do something, it's either already done or I have a plan yeah. to make it happen. And yeah, I don't, and my ideas and stuff change about every five years. I've noticed like with different jobs, I get bored or I need to change things. So I'm not great with that. What is your five-year plan or five-year goal? Cause it, yeah. I, it changes based on what, what the world needs or what's happening. And it's so crazy. I, I don't even know where I'll be in five years from now, um, which I probably should know. What <laughs> for, uh, for me, I'm like, I don't like to should on myself. It's my friend had always said, don't should on yourself. Like basically, that's H O U L D people. Um, but you know, I think this is the perfect segue into the quote that you gave me: "Leave who you were, love who you are, look forward to who you will become." What does this speak to you? How does this speak to you? It's. And I need this as an inspirational quote because I get stuck sometimes in loops of like the leave who you are can be really hard for me sometimes mm -hmm. of did I say the right thing? Did I do this right? Did I yeah. help this person in this way? So it's okay. This moment yeah. is over. This moment in time is over. Um, so I think just growing and learning has really helped. Like I, I just... I need this quote as an inspiration of just leave this here, grow, learn, change, um, oh, yeah. and be here going to be. I love it. And then look forward to who you'll become because we're always becoming, right? As long as we keep walking through and moving on. And then, oh my God, this is what I wore on a bracelet the entire time I walked the Camino. I was like, she believed she could, so she did. Tell me about this. And even the colors are gorgeous on this. That's I, baby, I'm trying I to think of... And it's so funny. I'm so superstitious. So I have a couple more, um, like quotes that I have these mantra bands. Yes. They've been, they've been on me for like three years, but I won't take them off. Cause I'm like, if I do, if I take it off, then I won't do this thing, but they're all quotes. Um, I'm the type of person who, if you say that I can't do it, it makes me want to do it. Not yeah. more, yeah. but be like, okay interesting so i'm going to do it <laughs> and not and it's not that you're holding me back it's just this like if i need to believe in myself and then i need to keep going i just i don't know it's one of those things where honestly like people laugh but you're the most motivated person i just i but do it it's not always right. Don't get me wrong. What you're saying is on point because if you don't believe in yourself, right? If you don't believe yep. in yourself, then you're like, I, you're giving your power away. And, and I think that in many respects, you know, the fact that you are motivated, you get things done, you know, you can do it. So you go ahead and do it. And that's exactly what it says. And I just want to point out that people do happen to like the don't shit on yourself. <laughs> They're like, my therapist says, stop shitting over yes. myself. Thank you, Diana. That's awesome. But you know what? I have to tell you, it's true because, you know, honestly, we do so much in life to sabotage our success. And one of my friends says it all the time, don't you dare sabotage your success. You have so many opportunities in front of you. This is what you worked for. This is what you dream for. What the heck, right now, you're gonna step up and say, uh-uh, no, no, no. And, and this one is great because 
it's bad enough that you sabotage your success, but other people come in and they offer their yeah. opinion. And I love the quote, you know, you know, detach from the good opinion of others, but this is even better. People come and go in your life, but the right ones will always stay. And I love it. Please tell me what, what's this about for you? I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's something I say over and over again, because connections and relationships mean so, so much to me. Yeah. I thrive <laughs> off of being with people and being connected with people. And like looking back at past relationships, just in general, some, some things work, some things don't. And it goes back to the first quote, I keep harping on some things. I'm like, why didn't that friendship really work out? Or what are they doing now? Or what's happening? And it's okay. Uh, that person was in my life for a moment of time. We had a great time. We did this, we did that. Let's, let's move on because I, oh, I have such a connection. It's so hard for me sometimes, like very hard. <laughs> I, I totally align with you from that space because it's maddening to me. It's like, I hate to say this because it sounds kind of funny, but why don't they want to play with me? <laughs> it's like when you're a kid, right? Like we were such good friends. Why can't we play anymore? But you're right. Reason, season, and lifetime. You Sometimes you just have to let it go so you can make room for other things. And maybe, maybe, they needed to separate from you because they needed to, they, to heal the places where you couldn't help them anymore. The same thing goes, but it's, it, but that love still stands. It still stands. So I wouldn't want that. I, I totally love that you said that because it totally validated, you know, and it's funny because I don't think that how to listen and be heard will ever help somebody who steps away from your life for a brief moment, you know, and you know, I always say the door is always open. I don't like to close doors or burn bridges. I'm not one of those because I'm like, you never know where you're going to be on your path and you're never going to know what the realization is. So I just absolutely love that, that quote. And now we're back to these. Now these are awesome because I want to ask you, do you use, it says we generalize the individual negativities of people of color while we individualize the individual negatives of white people. Like, I think this was great. And I want to go into this conversation because of what the timeliness of, of that is, you know, and it's a part, and I imagine that, you know, right now this might be something, these, these diversity issues that come up, especially the fact of the matter that you work with, you know, billion dollar um, organizations. So tell me a little bit about that. And are you seeing a lot of questions as to how to communicate with diverse groups rather than, you know, those that show up the same as you? Oh, definitely. And this quote um, is from Abraham X. Kendi. And he, um, one of my favorite interviews from Brene Brown was with him. And it was all these aha moments. And I think we live in our own experiences. I, we are experts of our own experience and that's it. And yeah. to, this quote was this, you're right. So if, you know, thinking about this and what this means, just going a little bit deeper, when let's say a white person is convicted of a, of a crime or does something, oh, it's, it's that person, that individual. Yeah. But when a black person is, it's, oh, they're from this area or, oh, you know, black people are X, Y, and Z. We generalize black people when we individualize white people's experiences. And I for, like didn't think about it like that but knew it you know deep yeah. down it's and then just to hear him say it was just this you're totally right and this is where we are right now and it was just this moment and he even sent another quote just about you didn't know you needed a you i'm trying to think of how he phrased it it was about raining 
and I didn't have an umbrella, but I didn't know I, I needed one. Or, you know, you have your experience and, and we've all had something where it is the way it is and that's what we think everybody's experience is like until yeah. somebody tells us, that's not my experience. That's not what I, what I have. Yeah. Um, these moments are major. I love that. And I think that, you know, right now when we engage a conversation, because that's what you're about, are conversations and empowering conversations. And like this one too, it's an empowering conversation for other people. When we engage a conversation, I think perspective certainly is something that we need to focus on because, you know, while we've had our journey, we've had our story, our past is ours. And they're literally colored by whoever was in your life, what kind of, you know, culture you live in, what kind of people are in your family, what kind of education you've got you, of education, you know, then you wonder, you know, like, well, if I want to be of the world and we're all interconnected, how do I relate in a way that will engage the conversation more, which I think is exactly what, what this also speaks to is that, you know, understanding a different perspective. And then of course you, you, you give me this one, you know, and I love it because we're talking about diversity nowadays is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. This is absolutely beautiful because I know like you always, every, it's such a tag phrase now: diversity and inclusion, diversity, and inclusion. Everyone's talking about diversity and inclusion and everybody wants to be a part of the solution. I really do believe they don't want to, nobody wants to feel left out. Even if you're, you know, trying to engage one group over another, but this is perfect for that. Diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Tell me a little bit more about this as well and, and your experience. Yeah, and even just sharing what you, even going off of what you said before, I think we're also in this place of, and I find myself having action bias a lot of, it, you know, we have these, as a white person, these woke moments, you know, over in the past like several years and want to do something about it. But these moments and things have been happening for hundreds of years. And just because I had my moment of wanting to do something, <laughs> you know, right? I need to talk to people. I can't just, well, these are the five things that we need to do because it's, it's not about me. And it's not my, the end goal should not be to make myself feel better situation. So when we get uncomfortable, we want to take action. Then we have this bias towards action, but we're not staying still, like you were mentioning before, asking yeah. questions, doing our research, and really changing systems that are happening and these path issues there's a lot of systematic issues that need to happen so yeah. the diversity i love this quote because i think it's very yeah, helpful like people understand that diversity is different people right there could be hundreds of different types of people in in your space in your room but inclusion is a practice so it's inviting people to the conversation it's inviting people to be part of something and then taking a step further, belonging is that that person's feeling, okay, I feel valued, I feel heard, I feel like I should be here. And sometimes yeah. we get stuck in diversity space of like how many black people, white people, women, men do we have organization? And how do we how many do we need, but aren't creating systems or doing things or having conversations to actually keep people there and keep people engaged. Yeah. I I, I you know it's it's an interesting um it's an interesting conversation because, you know, it's 
you know, it start. It, there clearly is a history, right? And then they say, if you don't understand history, you will keep repeating over and over again. And I feel like every so often, you know, the conversation comes out and then it dies down again. And then it like, like 10 years later, like what Thomas Jefferson said, let, there's a revolution every 10 years is healthy for a, a nation, right? You know, but, but how do we get to a place where it becomes more of, like I keep saying with the manifesting, the tools, you know, how do we manifest a better conversation where we're constantly you know aware i think the consciousness factor needs to to be exposed and the stories being shared i think that you come to the table and have a better conversation but in your experience you know dealing with since you do deal with like a lot of corporations and organizations where where is that on on the on the list and rather than just getting numbers and just having representation but really truly um having representation like you know, having like it's not a question of, like you said before, labeling it as a group rather than the individual, right? The content of someone's character rather than, you know, the color of one's skin. I think where a lot of organizations and my clients get stuck is they say, okay, we want to increase diversity, equity, and inclusion in our organization, period. And right. then it's, okay, well, what does that mean? What do behaviors look like? How do we hold each other accountable? Um, how are we gonna measure it? How are we gonna show our progress? Like we're skipping a lot of these or not having conversations about this. So then we get discouraged. We don't know what to do. How are we right. supposed to assess it? So right. things start to fall. And honestly, when things get, I don't want to put myself in uncomfortable situations, right? You never want to go in a place where you're like, whoa, whoa, like I don't know what's going on. I don't know. This stuff is not easy. Yeah. And it's not just about like suck it up and do it. Like these are things yeah. for years that we were told don't talk about, right? Don't talk about race. Don't talk about your political beliefs or all this stuff. And now it's talk about it and then be comfortable with it. And that's not this overnight thing. Um, and the biggest thing, you know, when working with clients too, is do your research to have the conversation, right? Um, it's not going to the one female, the one black person, the one a person in the LGBT group, like to yeah. ask them to be your token person to explain all of the things, right? And I see that so many times. Like, you know, I'll go places and they're like, you're a millennial, tell me all about millennials. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't. I'm not the one. I am clearly not the one for sure, you know, but, but I think it's better to actually have the conversation than not. So, you know, stumbling over your words and getting uncomfortable in that space might be the best thing to do because I mean, they always say when you stumble, you know, make it a part of the dance. So, you know, and, and that kind of plays into the inclusion being asked to dance. And if you stumble, make it a part of the dance, you know, just it's improvised, you know, so that you can, so we can get a little further, that we can come from a place of understanding some more because someone you asked you to explain your experience and, you know, and it might not be what you're thinking. It might not be what media is thinking. And I love, I love that, like, this is something that it really impacted you because I think that calls into, you know, calls into focus your, your person, like who you are and how you want to show up in the world. And, you know, I think the vision, you know, for extraordinary people to help those who are listening today to embrace a spirit of learning. And I know because you're in education, um, that certainly is on your path. And that seems to be a forte for you, you know, the learning process, the open and the curiousness. So, you know, when we have different perspectives, like you're talking about now, you know, we engage, we engage the conversation more. And, and so how do you, you, in light of all of this, how do you move forward in life to, 
to create, you know, you have you have young children, um, you want to leave a legacy of empowerment because that seems to be what you're about. You know, this is literally everything I've watched of you. You guys have to really understand this woman's about empowering other people, which is really a gift because not just yourself, but you are out there in this world to bring other people to the table, which is a gift because it's you know, normally in this selfish world, we have to become self-full, but we become self-full by offering people the space as well. So tell me a little bit about those things that move you forward in life to bring others along as well. And I, I struggle with this in the way that it's so hard for me. I, I try to understand why people don't. And I sit in that space and I'm thinking, doesn't everybody want this world to be a better place? Doesn't everybody want to treat, like why, how do, why do we keep getting here? And why do we keep doing this? And it's so hard, especially with the pandemic and thinking about every action that we make impacts somebody else. And it's so upsetting sometimes to realize how do people not know this, right? How, how do people not know that everything impacts something else? Um, but it, it's trying to get out of that space sometimes. It's so hard. Um, but as a, having an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old, I think they, in general, just keep me in check and ask me questions. Sometimes there's just no filter with, with kids. And, uh, you know, why does this person do this? Or, why, you know, why is this happening? Or what's going on? And we even watched, I had them watch like the Sesame Street. Um, Sesame. They did a special. Oh. It, was, it was so great. I and it. like, I didn't even realize, okay, kids are thinking Black Lives Matter protests, pandemic. People are marching against COVID. Like things yeah. that just never even occurred to me. And it was just reframing things. Um, was, it was just so, I don't know. It's just so helpful. I. I I write stuff down a lot. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm feeling. This is what's going on. Just to revisit it um, and see kind of where I, where I am and then where I can go. I, I love that. And you know, it goes back to the, the awareness component. I mean, we all we all have you know, our patterns, our rituals, <laughs> I go back to the ritual process. We have bad ones too, you know, where, you know, like this uh, self-pity party, you know, and then we could go on and on and on and on. But at the end of the day, you know, it's those things, those simplicity, those things that you spoke to initially, those post-it notes that, that build us up and that, so we are strong inside. And I think, you know, hurt people, hurt people, but strong people empower others. And I think that that clearly is, you know, if you are okay with, you know, I love it that's not okay if you're if that's not okay and that you know, I get it wrong all the time but you know the bottom line is is that you know if you understand that that's okay that you're not okay and and that 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 everyone goes through those times in life all of us do we're all human that's permission to be human then you know I I, I keep I it came in my mind the mouth that the, the pyramid right you know get your basic needs met and then you can go up the pyramid but the bottom line is during a pandemic and Black Lives Matter, you know, right now, people aren't going to get their basic needs met. And until that happens, there can't be a conversation from a place of any kind of, you know, peaceful setting because they have to start there, which, you know, wow, you know, if we at least start throwing the light on those things that can change everything. And I think that that is exactly what you do by, you know, engaging the conversation. For, certainly, you guys, I'm telling you, how to listen and be heard is a wonderful opportunity to really get inclusive conversations at work and at home. And I want to reiterate that because I think it's really important that we start to listen to each other. And I think that Alyssa is definitely about that. Um, 
I want to go back to the, you know, how we manifest, you know, and I love that. And since you are a huge manifester, I wanted to ask you because I'm doing a TEDx this weekend. I just wanted to ask you, what was your journey there? Because there are a lot of people who are like up and coming speakers, you know, and that was a dream of yours and it became a reality. But how, can you give any tips as to how people can get there, you know, get to that place, to that stage to share their, you know, their idea worth spreading, right? Um, tell us a little bit about that because I think engaging, you know, that curiosity, you know, and sharing from that place is really kind of spectacular. And I've seen it. It's amazing, you guys. So I'm going to put the, uh, the link in the feed afterwards, but go ahead, please, Alyssa. I'm so excited for you. This is amazing. This is so awesome. It's, it's so interesting because they're all independent events. And that's something that I didn't know when I was going through the process that your event is different from my event, which is different all over the country or the world, really. Um, so what I did was go through the TEDx website. Now, it's obviously different things like during the pandemic, but the cycles really sometimes can go like a year out. So people already know the speakers for that event that's in six months or eight months or nine months. But look on the TEDx website and see which events are coming up in the future. Look at the who's like the director or who's on the board or who's organizing the event and reach out to them and see if they're accepting any applications after you go through the website for that specific thing and see right. if there, there are any applications. So go to the TEDx website, go to the individual events website, see if that connects with you. A lot of them still have themes, see if that connects with you what was the and then reach out that, to the organizers. What was the theme that you spoke at? What was the theme? I don't remember the theme is precisely. I don't remember either. Okay. What was the name of your talk? What was the name? Oh, human is your workplace one conversation at a time. Say it again, because you kind of broke it in human, Oh, sorry. Humanize your workplace one conversation at a time. Humanize your workplace one conversation at a time. You know, it's really wonderful. And and as you prepared for it, like uh, you were getting excited and excited and excited, and then it actually happened. How did it feel when you actually stepped on your stage? I was like, the storyteller. It's about the story. I was like, as a lawyer, I'm like, it's so cool. Right? Yeah, tell me, tell me. But what's fascinating because even when we were talking about before, people gravitate towards stories. So if you're yeah. trying to get buy-in from an organization about DEI or communication or collaboration, what is the story of when it worked or when it didn't work or how does it impact you? Like people really gravitate towards that, not just like I want to increase DEI because we're gonna get more money or we're gonna do this. Like why why is this important to you? Were you left out or you know, what does it look like? And giving a TEDx talk is so different because it really has this different arc and it's shorter than other speeches that I've, I've given for like an hour, you know, the 15 minutes, but it's finding that, that story or that group of stories that go together to then have almost like your three takeaway points of what people can leave with. So what is gonna capture the audience so they're like, oh, I, wa I wanna learn more. I wanna hear about more of the story or what, what is she gonna teach me? And then putting it together at the end of like, these are three things that I learned or these are three things that I can can take away from it. It's, it's a different way of, I think, storytelling, obviously more clear, more concise, but it you gotta grab them right away because it's yeah. short. You can't make up for it. I guess that's the thing. But it's like the time. You know, it's so funny because nowadays you get a minute, and if they're out, they're out. They're done. They don't. They've glazed over. So the reality is, yes, you got to engage. And I think that that is actually beautiful. What you just said is engaging the story. Why is it important to you? 
to have conversations where people actually listen to each other. Like there must have been something that like said, oh my God, I'm so tired of everyone just like screaming. There has to be something. I'm going to write a book about this. But what was what was the story behind your story then, Al Alyssa? Well, it's so funny because I keep yeah, talking. My kids don't make fun of me because the beginning of mine, remember word for word, but was our diverse, our are more diverse than her. And my kids yeah. say it randomly because I was practicing <laughs> it. And they're like, don't say it again. Don't say it again. Like, it's just really funny. But it's... Um, the story that kind of pushed it forward is one of my first jobs. We were sitting around a table, really talking about diversity in the workplace. And my supervisor said to me, we were talking about like how you can't see religion. And they said to me, I can see the map of Jerusalem all over your face, like in the, out of nowhere, in the middle of everybody. Um, and it was just this, like, what, what are you even, you know, I'm embarrassed. Can you really yeah. see it or what's how should I respond? Yeah. So yeah. it was this moment of, I, I didn't do anything. And then it's the, the the first quote that you mentioned of like, just not leave it. But it's, I still think about it. I didn't say anything to them. And just trying to come to terms with what that meant and what they were going through and, and all that stuff. So this, and we all say those things. It's not that specific thing. Um, microaggressions happen all the time. As I say, it's more of a macroaggression. But that kind of pushed it forward of like, what's going on? Like, what what are we saying? What are we doing? And how are we acting? And how can we communicate better at work? I love that. And, you know, I think that that as far as when you communicate better, you manifest more, especially the good stuff. I mean, you can communicate the bad stuff, but you can manifest that, but nobody's interested in that. We all want, if we are in our right mind, if we are conscious, if we are awake, we want to manifest the good stuff in our life. So literally these are about conversations of manifesting. So for you, I would love to know now that we're heading into like, wow, it's going to be May next week. You know, for me, it's the awakening of creativity. You get a little kick in the butt with regards to seeing, you know, how creative and how passionate you can to get about little things in your life. Like how, what is it the priorities in your life? What are showing up as priorities now for you in your life as you, as you walk your journey and, and your beautiful, beautiful story that you're telling? Yeah. And not that it wasn't before, but I think family has just pushed forward to anything else like I am again super motivated with my career making an impact and, and doing good but this yeah. past year and a half is I can do good with my family too I can do good right here and it's not that I didn't know that before but I think just with all the loss and everything that is happening it's just this realization of I want to look back and say have no regrets about things or yeah. you know, spend those moments even if we're sitting on the couch doing nothing like creating these memories over this time where I can look back and say you know what 2020 wasn't so bad or 2021 wasn't so bad I we did this or we tried these new things so I don't know it's been I it's really that. kind of family and like that shift you know it's so funny that you're saying that because I and my, my and I'm gonna give a little bit of a sneak peek but in my TEDx at the end I do a storytellers pledge so if we want to create better stories then we have to pledge and the pledge is kind of like an oath or a promise to ourselves and it's a promise to create more moments of joy create more moments of curiosity create more moments of bliss and those moments usually are around the people that we love and opening up our hearts and our lives to those that we you know that those strangers that we we align with perhaps you know so when I go to ask you the request you know with regards to you know what is it 
that you intend to do this 2021 and on, right? How about acting in alignment with what are what are you, what's resonating with you? What's aligning with you now? And, and this, I guess, you know, they say that we have many stages of our lives, but this stage, and you, know, you still have young kids, eight and 11, but the stage, how are you aligning with that passion and that purpose and showing up? Slowing down. Like, and it sounds so crazy, but a lot of other people need to be motivated to go up and I just need you to chain me to a chair and like watch TV. <laughs> just chain me to a chair. Like I need a pedicure. There's like something that's like I love pedicure. Oh my god. Still, right. <laughs> like you can still make change and you can still have things happen, but it doesn't have to happen this moment overnight. Like be mindful of your space and time and the world around you. I love that slow down is definitely something that I could use the advice of, you know, and, I, and you know, I do, I, I miss going to the movies that used to have been a, like a treat, you know, to slow down, just go sit in a dark room with, yeah. you know, the requisite popcorn and just hanging out, like zoning out and getting into someone else's story, the escape. And it's not the same at home. So I love the fact that you like, you're putting, you're pointing out, you know, slow down with a, pan, a pedicure, a manicure, whatever it is to bring you back to focus. So. At the beginning of our interview, I can't believe we're almost done, but you know, by the way, you know, your intention was set. What was it? And, and, and then tell me the number you picked and read from the magical guide, what it was that aligned with that, with that intention. I'm excited. So my intention was just to have fun, like just to have a really fun, lighthearted conversation. And that to me was completely met, I think. Just by your questions and your energy, oh, I love I it. I have to tell you, from the minute I talked to you the first time, I was like, I love this girl. Like, you know, you can tell, and then you get over the phone, so you're just like, oh yeah, this is good. I can have these kind of people in my life. You know, they align with you. And when you find people who align with you, you're like, okay, I can have more conversations. And it doesn't feel as good. So then when you have the uncomfortable ones, you're okay because you know that there's not going to be those always, you know, you can get past that. But so tell me what was the, um, the, uh, the, the inspiration of the uh, insight and magical guide? Can I read the, from this one right here? Yes, yes read yes, just so, read it for us. Read it for us. Yeah. Perfect. So I chose my birthday. Oh, so wow. the October 4th one, a Libra. Okay. You reap what you sow. All that you give to others, you are giving to yourself. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And just read us a little bit of the insight, just a tiny bit. Yeah. We live in a world where there is a message of lack, a pervading belief that there is not enough of anything to go around. So, so share your insight. Yes. Thank you so sure. much. No, I'm excited. I picked my birthday. Um, the October 4th, you reap what you sow. All that you give to others, you are giving to yourself. We live in a world where there is a message of lack, a pervading belief that there is not enough of anything to go around. So many people fear that their things can be taken away from them by others who are equally deserving. We collect things and clutter our lives, holding on for dear life until we can no longer breathe under the weight and worry of losing it all. I loved it. Wow, that's awesome. Like, I, you know, I do, I tell my kids all the time, you reap what you sow, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get exactly what you put out in the world. So you made it, think about it, think about it, think what you're gonna do. But I definitely love that. And I love that it's your birthday too. So <laughs> that's even better, even better, even better. Um, I just, uh, it hit me. Cause it was one of those things where like if you're, I'm always thinking about other people and this is not, it sounds so bizarre, but always thinking about other people. What can I do? What can I change? Like, how can I help? How can I be better? And sometimes you lose yourself in that process of like, oh, I matter too. Like, okay. Like yeah. I, 
I need to do those things. So I, I think that's pretty cool. No, I love it. I love it. And, and I have to say that it definitely aligns with, with you already do that. You already do good things like that. But I do want to, to show everybody Alyssa's gorgeous book and I'm going to put mine next to her. Um, I do want to encourage everyone to go out and buy her book, How to Listen and How to Be Heard. It really is a wonderful opportunity to having have really good conversations. And, you know, I'm always about making, creating better conversations so that we can all come from a higher place rather than the low base vibrations. Lift it up a little bit. Um, and Alyssa, tell us where people can find you because I'm, like I said, I'm going to put the thing, I'm going to put the information in the links and spell it out so people on the podcast can hear. Sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn under Alyssa Carpenter, A L I S S A C A R P E N T R, or my website at notokthatsokcoach.com. Awesome. And um, you can get the book on Amazon as well. Is that right? Yes. Very Amazon, good. Barnes and & Noble, Indie Books. Mm -hmm. And you have on audio too. I do. And I read it, which was so fun. Oh, that's so awesome. So you were able to actually read your own story. That must have been surreal. I think that would have been amazing for sure. It's, I'm getting one step closer to my ultimate dream of being the voice of a cartoon character. So it oh. was... So fun. So you heard it here, people. She's going to be the voice of a cartoon <laughs> character one day. And you're like, why does that sound so familiar? Oh my God. It's yes. Us. So awesome. 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 I, I definitely want to encourage everyone to continue manifesting their dreams. These are the kind of conversations that'll get you there. Love the post-it notes. Absolutely amazing to continue those affirmations and also the quote diversity is being invited to the party inclusion is being asked to dance so keep asking people to dance because the more of us that are dancing it's definitely can't yell at someone when you're doing some kind of dance that's for sure so it definitely engages that conversation um once again i so appreciate Alyssa, but i want to give you the final word the final bit of inspiration send us away with tonight on this beautiful super full moon everybody Make a wish on the pink moon tonight. Go out there and just be still and take it all in because that's the opportunity of being alive. So go for it, Alyssa. Give us your final bit of inspiration tonight. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited that I was able to be here and just be true to yourself. Be true to, to who you are and shine your light, whatever that might be and to whoever might need it. I love it. So I love it. Anyone who wants to shine their light is welcome to be on stage with me in my, in my, you know, my, my, my daughter said the other day, what one of her friends told her, you're not even a background character on my stage. And she goes, what, what kind of comment is that? She's like, well, I wouldn't want to be on your stage anyway, you know? So there you go. So engage the people to be on your stage that elevate you, bring life into this world and bring their light and shine their light. So I definitely want to say Alyssa is one of those people. Once again, go to go to www.notokthatsokcoach.com. She has a program that's out there backslash DEI change maker backslash so t definitely check it out i will include it on the feed but i wanted to mention that as well go out and buy her books they're awesome they're going to elevate you and bring more light into your life just like she does and remember we're all here to be deliberate creators of our life let's dream big let's manifest wonderful dreams come true as they take flight as we graduate to the next level as we keep looking forward as we celebrate what we've done in the past 
Um, if we haven't enjoyed what we've done in the past, we can yell out plot twist and turn and start all over again and start writing a new chapter. Certainly learning how to communication from a place of seeking to understand, then be understood, listening, and then being heard is a great place to start. As Mr. Spatola says, be bold and be an awakener. It is time to manifest our dreams. You guys, good night. Have a wonderful rest of April. Thank you again, Alyssa, for everything. Thank and you. have a wonderful evening. Bye.